Hello again, everyone. I'm Joe Longinusa, welcoming you to another edition of Next on the Tee with Chris Mascaro, the show where industry leaders, golf professionals, and legends all come and discuss the great game we love so much. So without further ado, let's turn it over to our host to tell us who's next on the tee. Chris, take it away. Hey, thank you, Joe. Good morning, everybody, and thank you for joining me again today on Next on the Tee. We are brought to you today by the great folks over at the French Lick Resort, an absolutely spectacular place. Their Pete Dye and Donald Ross design courses were ranked number one and number two in the state of Indiana by Golf Week. It was the site of last season's Senior PGA Championship and the LPGA Legends Championship. Go to FrenchLick.com to see for yourself just how great that place absolutely is. And we are also sponsored by our friends over at The Leather Shop, makers of top-quality custom-made leather, dress, casual, and golf shoes. Do your feet a favor, folks, and put them inside shoes that are going to keep them feeling good and looking good all day long. You can find them online at the-leather-shop.com. And if you'd like to win a free pair of custom-made leather golf shoes specifically custom-made for you. Go to my Twitter page, at CT Mascaro, or go to our Facebook page, Next on the Tee with Chris Mascaro, and uh, tell me why you should be the winner. One lucky person is going to be. We've got the contest running through the end of June, so please, again, go to my Twitter page, at CT Mascaro, or our Facebook page, Next on the Tee with Chris Mascaro, and tell me why you should be the winner of some uh, some absolutely spectacular golf shoes. And one lucky person is going to become the end of June. We also want to give a shout out to our friends over at the World Golf Village, located in historic St. Augustine, Florida. It is also the home of the World Golf Hall of Fame. No matter the time of year or the length of your visit, the World Golf Village is sure to deliver a great experience with family or friends. And you're going to make memories. You're going to last you a lifetime. For more information, visit them online at worldgolfvillage.com or give them a call, 1-800-948-4653. We also want to welcome our new friends over at the PGA Tour Superstore. And absolutely, it's a golf wonderland, folks, and the best place to get Dad what he wants this Father's Day. So many great gift options there, any one of which. He's going to keep dad smiling for a very long time. Check out their great items from golf balls to clubs to range finders and so much more by going to their site, PGATourSuperstore.com, to get dad something that he is really going to enjoy this Father's Day. I'm your host, Chris Mascaro, and today I have the privilege of sharing two really great guests with you. First up will be my interview from earlier this morning with Champions Tour player and one of my favorite all-time guests here on Next on the Team. That is Bob Friend, Jr. Bob joined me a couple of hours ago prior to his 8.09 a.m. Eastern time tea time at the uh, Senior Players uh, Championship up in Philadelphia at the uh, Philadelphia Cricket Club. We talked about his first two rounds, plus Bob is also a member at Oakmont Country Club site of next week's U.S. Open. So we looked ahead to that event as well. You'll hear our conversation here in just a few moments. Following that, you'll hear my interview from earlier this week with the head of marketing for Vice Golf, Helge Meyer. 
If you're not familiar with Vice Golf, uh, they make several varieties of really great golf balls. They're a German-based company. Their Pro and Pro Plus golf balls were on Golf Digest hot list uh, for golf balls the last two years. We talked about their strategy to compete against the big boys in the golf ball industry, what makes their balls as good or even better than uh, those out on the market, and what might be next for them. I'll play that interview for you about 25 minutes from now. So we've got another great show lined up for you this morning. I am so glad that you are here to take the journey with me over the next hour or so. But let's start the show off right, and that's by in uh, helping you get your mornings started off right, and that's by checking out our friends over at Aroma Ridge because they offer an array of the finest ma- uh, mountain-grown gourmet coffees that you're going to find anywhere. You can find them online at aromaridge.com. Their secret hand-selected beans from a variety of coffee-producing countries from around the world, and they roast those beans to perfection by their very own roast masters. And those coffees that that I'm speaking of, they are roasted to order specifically for you. So they're not waiting around in bags just sitting there waiting for someone to order. They roast them to perfection for you. And if you like a little flavor in your coffee like I do, they have almost any flavor that you can imagine. Plus, you can even mix and match flavors to create one of your very own. They got a great line of biscotti cookies, and not only are their coffees and their cookies great, but they're fantastic people as well. Check out all of their wonderful products online at aromaridge.com. And like I mentioned, Next on the Tea is brought to you by our friends over at the French Lick Resort up in French Lick, Indiana. Folks, you want to talk about a spectacular resort to both play golf and just to relax and enjoy yourself. Well, you need to check out the French Lick Resort by going to frenchlick.com to see for yourself. Let's hear a word from our friends up there. This is the time to play legendary golf at French Lick Resort. Book one of our money-saving packages like the Hall of Fame package and play our Pete Dye and Donald Ross courses. Stay in historic luxury at our French Lick or West Baden Springs hotels. Relax in our spas. Dine in our restaurants. Have some gaming fun in the casino. Or just rock on our rambling verandas like they did 100 years ago. Go online to FrenchLick.com and book your legendary golf getaway now at French Lick Resort. Folks, I've had the privilege to play the Pete Dye and Donald Ross design courses there. They're absolutely spectacular. My family and I, we can't wait to get back up there again this summer. The French Lick Resort needs to be on your list of places to stay and play. And oh, by the way, my friends, like they mentioned, they've got a casino right there on the property as well. For more information and to book your stay, go to FrenchLick.com. And every week here on Next on the T, we like to kick off the show by saluting the brave men and women serving in every branch of our military who are tuning in today around the world on the Armed Forces Radio Network. We want to thank all of you for the daily sacrifices that you and your families are making to protect our freedoms and our liberties. We also want to thank our veterans for all you and your families have done for us over the years. It's through your strength and your efforts that our way of life is even possible. Folks, if you see a member of our military when you're out and about, whether it's in the airport, at a restaurant, at the grocery store, wherever it might be, please stop for a moment and tell them thank you. They are our real heroes. Our sincere thanks as well to Sean Cruz and the wonderful folks over at the Armed Forces Radio Network. It is such an honor for us to have Next on the T be a part of your network. You can find our show by going to armedforcesradionetwork.org. I also want to continue to remind our veterans out there to please continue to check out globalvoiceforveterans.org a great site with news and articles and a wealth of information that is specifically geared towards our veterans out there that I'm sure you're going to continue to find both interesting and beneficial to you. Again, globalvoiceforveterans.org. Okay, now I'm going to play my conversation from earlier this morning for you with uh, Champions Tour player Bob Friend Jr. 
Now back with me on the French Lick Resort guest line and making his seventh appearance with me on the show is one of my favorite guests, Bob Friend Jr. He's joining me live. It's 6.30 a.m. Eastern time before his uh, third round gets underway at the Senior Players Championship being held at the Philadelphia Cricket Club up in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. He's got an 8.09 Eastern time tea time this morning, so I'm thrilled he's taking a few minutes to be back and next on the tee with me this morning. Good morning, Bob. How are you, my friend? Hey, Chris. I'm doing great. Nice, nice to talk to you. So, Bob, before we get started, how's your father doing? He's perfect. I was, uh, I was with my dad uh, at the Bill Mazeroski Celebrity Golf Tournament on Tuesday at Nemecolin Woodlands Resort. Maz has this uh, foundation, a, a charitable foundation that, that gives money back to underprivileged kids. It's a fantastic outfit, and uh, I play it every year as a celebrity, as does my dad and all the old pirates. And uh, it was fantastic to see all the old teammates of my dad and also obviously to spend a little bit of time with my dad and my mom, although I do see them frequently. I live about five minutes away from them there in Pittsburgh. So, Bob, I was, I was so happy to read when uh, I heard, actually heard that you got into the field this weekend, you know, fourth alternate, uh, which I imagine makes it uh, you know, much harder to prepare mentally to get, uh, you know, get oh. around the golf course because you're not, you know, you're not as prepared to you know, tee off and uh, be a part of the tournament as the other guys. Is it difficult? Yeah, absolutely it was. You know, it was one of those things where I got a call from the tour on uh on monday telling me that you know what my position was and uh you know i i, I then called the tour back on tuesday and then you know i inquired in terms of who what other alternates were on the property and i was informed by the the rules official dean ryan that that john inman was the only other uh alternate on the property he was first alternate none of the guys in front of me were there and so i made that decision then that i was going to go and uh drive on over it's about a four-hour drive from pittsburgh and um you know, I played in the I played in the Oakmont squad about one o'clock in the afternoon on uh, Wednesday, and then as soon as I was done playing, I just drove over here and came out on Thursday morning. And Gene Sowers pulled out, and John Inman got in, and so uh, you know I fully didn't expect to get in. And the next thing you know, about 20 minutes uh, before his tee time, John Rieger pulled out with a, a foot issue, and so uh, I got in. And obviously, it's you know I didn't have an opportunity to play a practice round of the golf course, and just a little bit. Uh, Harried, I would say, but uh, for the most part, uh, you know, not too bad. I mean, it's been very difficult conditions. I mean, the, the wind uh, on Thursday blew 25, probably gusting up to 30, and uh, you know, yesterday was a was a blustery condition as well. I haven't played great, but uh, I just I really haven't played a whole heck of a lot this year uh, as it is. So just uh, just trying to get my tournament toughness back and uh, just grinding through. Yeah, you know, so far, rounds of 76, 75, to your point, you know, dealing with a lot of high winds. So I have to imagine, even if you've got, you know, a, a game plan heading in to a tournament round, when you get up to the first tee and now, the, you know, the winds are gusting the way they are, I, I imagine game plan goes out the window and you've got to start, you know, forming something else to try to figure out how you're going to deal with those winds. Well, when you haven't played a practice round, um, you know, you really don't have a game plan, but normally you do. But, you know, what, what it really does, when you get out there in the first tee and you see the winds are blowing, you know, as, as stiffly as they were, 25 to 30 miles an hour, what it really does, it, it kind of it gets you to adjust, um, you know, your comfort level. You know, you sit there and, you know, you're, you're playing along and you're one or two over par and under normal conditions, you know, you're, you're a little bit uh, upset with yourself because you've, you know, you've, you've thrown away some shots here, thrown away some shots there. 
but when you're one or two over, uh, you know, in 30-mile-an-hour winds, you know, you kind of adjust that to like, okay, everybody's going to struggle, everybody's going to deal with it, and uh, conditions are difficult for everybody, just stay patient. And that's really what you do. It's you know, playing in conditions like that. It's really something where you know that, uh, you know, you're going to hit a good putt five or six feet away, and, you know, you hit it where you want to, a gust of wind comes up and blows the putt offline. You just, it just requires a little bit more patience. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're tied with another Pittsburgh guy, Rocco Mediate, uh, who won a couple of weeks ago at the Senior PGA Championship, and you guys are actually paired together this morning. I imagine you guys have gotten a, uh, the opportunity to play a round or two together in the past. Oh, yeah. Well, gosh, Rocco and I have known each other since we were about 13, 14 years old, both Pittsburgh guys, and uh, looking forward to it. You know, I, when I got done yesterday, uh, not completely pleased with my round, uh, saw that Rocco had shot the same number. I had a feeling we were going to be playing together. So we're going to have a we're going to have a good day out there. Uh, the wind is, is, has really laid down today. Uh, any wind that we're going to have is going to come from a different direction. So, uh, you know, we're looking at, you know, five to ten mile an hour wind, which is more uh, amenable to uh, to scoring. So when you find that uh, you're paired with a guy like Rocco, who you've known for that length of time, does that make the round more enjoyable, or do you prefer more to keep to yourself and, and, and play your round and let whoever else you're paired with play their round, and then maybe we'll talk afterwards? Well, no, it's uh, it's always nice. It's always nice to be paired with, uh, you know, with somebody you know, somebody you like. I mean, most of the guys out here, I mean, we've known each other for a long time. And so it's 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 very comfortable out here. You know, you sit there and you, on the PGA Tour, it's a little bit more stress. Uh, you know, guys trying to make their names, trying to get started. Um, a lot more money involved. Uh, out here on the Champions Tour, what I have found in the, in the starts that I've had is that it's just it's a lot more laid-back atmosphere. Although everybody's still trying to beat each other's brains in. Uh, and the golf is fantastic. Uh, it's a little bit more laid back than it is on the PGA Tour, a little less stress. So tomorrow, whether you're paired together or not, being Pittsburgh guys, any any Penguin stuff uh, going to be uh, sported? A little, a little love for the Penguins? Oh, I don't, you know, I didn't bring any black and gold with me, but, uh, you know, we're obviously, you know, we're both pulling for the Penguins. Uh, a little disappointing there the other night when they were not able to clinch in Pittsburgh. Uh, but, you know, you got to believe they've, they've got great speed. Uh, you know, they outshot San Jose, you know, two to one basically the other night. And, uh, you know, the goal, goalkeeper kept had a great game. We hit a lot of, we hit a lot of posts in that game. So I fully suspect that, they, that Sully is going to keep the heat on and uh, we're just going to keep firing that puck at the net. And uh, I do believe that they're going to, they're going to win in six. And uh, I, I looked around the the, uh, the pairings today. You've got some, you know, obviously on the Champions Tour, all great players out there, but you've got some really great players in and around your tee time this morning. There's Larry Mize and Jay Haas, John Daly, Brad Faxon, Kenny Perry, Sandy Lyle, Tom Kite and Tom Watson a little bit ahead of you. When you're playing, you know, in a field of, you know, of this caliber in a, you know, Champions Tour major, by the way, what's the atmosphere like? You say it's a little laid back, but what's it, what's it feel like? Does it have a different feel? than, it, than uh, some of the other tournaments you've had an opportunity to play in? <clears throat> well, it is, you know, it, it, it is. I mean, you're out here and you're playing with Hall of Fame members, and uh, obviously you take a look at a guy like Tom Watson with his storied career. He was my childhood hero growing up. Uh, that's how I really got involved in the game of golf, was caddying in his group uh, in the 1978 PGA at Oakmont as a 14-year-old, got inside the ropes there with a club professional who was good friends with, with Tom and, uh, you know, watched him play inside the ropes, and uh, right then and there, I decided that uh, you know that's that's what I wanted to do, and so when you're out here and you're playing on the Champions Tour again, you know I've I've, I've been associated with the PGA Tour since 1992, 
you know, a journeyman. Uh, I had a little more than a cup of coffee out here, but maybe maybe a ham sandwich and a cup of coffee. Uh, <laughs> but still, it's just, it's it's great. It's just, it's great to be out here. It's great to be competing. It's great to see guys like Tom Watson, who's 66 years old, uh, and still has enormous amounts of game. You, you know, you look at Tom Kite just played in front of me uh, the first two days. I mean, here's a guy that's in his you know early 60s, and Tom Kite goes out there. And he he works as hard as it is anybody uh, that's playing on the PGA Tour. He's out there. He's his towels set out there, and he's hitting balls, you know, wedge shots, and uh, he just he spends a lot of time working on his game, and it's just uh, it's refreshing to see. Bob, I also want to take a look ahead with you to next week's U.S. Open at, at Oakmont. You're a member out there. Give us some thoughts on you know what you've seen from the course. You mentioned playing there and then coming on over. So how's the course look? What are players in for when they get there next week? Well, the golf course uh, next week is going to be extraordinarily difficult. Uh, it always is at Oakmont. Uh, right now, uh, we, it rained a little bit on uh, Tuesday night. This past Tuesday, we haven't had any rain since Tuesday. Um, the golf course is drying out. Uh, looking at the forecast, unfortunately, it looks like there's going to be a little bit of rain in the forecast this coming week. So it's going to soften the conditions a little bit. But when you've got fairways that are 26 yards wide on average that are that are tilted and canted, um, you know, in those greens, you know, they'll run anywhere from 14.5 to, you know, 15.3. Um, it's going to be a very difficult test. We've had a lot of rain this early summer slash spring. So the rough, which was all, you know, well fertilized in March and April, um, it is extraordinarily thick. I, it's not it's not terribly long. You know, the USJ has done a nice job. Mike Davis and his crew have done a nice job in terms of the graduated rough with the first cutter about an inch and a half to two inches. And then you've got, uh, you know, your intermediate cut, which is anywhere from, you know, three to four inches and then your, you know, your primary cut on some of the shorter holes is extraordinarily deep, you know, six to eight inches. But what I've noticed, uh, other than in years past, is that the thickness of the rough because of the amount of rain that we've had this spring and summer. So, um, you know, there's there's a possibility that you might have maybe one or two players could actually hurt themselves uh, with tendons or ligaments or whatnot uh, in heavy rough. But I can tell you the golf course is ready to go. There's, there will not be a stitch of ground under repair on the golf course. It is in perfect condition. And um, we're looking to have a great championship. There's a much, there's probably about a 30% larger footprint in terms of infrastructure than we had for the 2007 U.S. Open with grandstands and, and sky boxes um, and luxury boxes. But it is uh, the golf course is in tremendous condition. It's going to be a totally different look than, from what you saw last year at Chambers Bay. And uh, I look that. You know, if we have a situation where we get, you know, little rain or no rain uh, next week, you're looking at score, winning score of, you know, anywhere from maybe three to six over par. If you're looking uh, at some rain, you're looking anywhere from even par maybe to, to three or four under par if it's wet. So it is, uh, it's a, it's going to be an extraordinary test, and everybody that's going to play is going to really enjoy it. Yeah, it's interesting. I had uh, Eric Johnson, the director of instruction at Oakmont here you know, on the show a couple of weeks ago, and he was saying he was right around the same score. He was thinking the uh, winning score was going to be plus five, which coincidentally is what Angel Cabrera shot back in 2007, the last time the U.S. Open was at Oakmont. Now, I, I was uh, communicating with Eric yesterday, and he sort of backed off that number a little bit, saying, you know, cause of the rain and the, 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 the forecast for rain, that uh, conditions might be a little bit softer, so maybe the uh, the winner will be plus three. So it's interesting. You're uh, you're right there in the same uh, school of thought. 
Well, look, the, the only thing that we've changed from the 2007 Open, there's three changes, and none of them are major. The, the first one is we've changed the mowing pattern um, from the fairway into the fairway bunkers. We have uh, eliminated the heavy rough between the fairway and the fairway bunkers, so we have the first cut of rough spills into all the fairway bunkers, so the players will not get any hanging lies, and more balls will end up in fairway bunkers, which at Oakmont are you know, three, to, three to five feet deep just off the edge of the fairway. The second thing we changed was the, the sixth green. There was a hole location back in 1906 from a photograph that we had that showed a hole location directly over the right large green side bunker, and we reclaimed that area in uh, 2013, and so that area is going to play. There's going to be a hole location cut over that right bunker. And then number 12, we took out, uh, there were three bunkers about 35, 40 yards short left of the green there. We took out two of those and large one bunker, and uh, now there's a gap from that last bunker to the front of the green, about 30, 35 yards. And so what that will do is that gives the player who flights the ball perfectly up the left-hand side, he can actually knock the ball on the green and be rewarded with a shot either on the green or maybe just through the green. Uh, but if he misses, should miss it left, um, you're not going to have any chance at all of, of keeping the ball anywhere near the hole at number 12. So very few changes from 2007 to 2016. The golf course is really ready to go. And, uh, you know, Oakmont has a, Oakmont has a, a penchant for uh, crowning fantastic champions. You take a look at the list of people who have won there, Bobby Jones, Gene Saracen, Jack Nicklaus, Ben Hogan, Johnny Miller, Larry Nelson, Angel Cabrera, again, you know, two-time major winner. Um, Sam Sneed's another guy that's won out there. So the golf course has a tendency to produce great champions. And and to that point, when you, when you kind of look at you know the field you know coming in this year, what what type of player overall? What kind of game does Oakmont favor? Is it more of a left to right player, right to left player? You, know, you give me an idea of you know what type of player does is, is the course set up to favor? Well, the golf course you've got to work the ball both ways, um, but I would say you know it, it's kind of re- it's really favors a guy. Um, you know, that, that really flights the ball high and maybe a slight left to right. You take a look at Ben Hogan, who liked to work the ball from left to right, and you take a look at Jack Nicklaus, who we all know hit towering fades out there. So I would probably say the golf course, if anything, favors a person that plays the ball slightly left to right. But most importantly, the ball's got to be brought in high. Um, it's got to be brought in high and soft. And you've got to make sure that you're, uh, you know, there's an old there's an old adage uh, for tournament play is that, uh, on the range, tournament players work on their east and west, the directionals. Uh, on the golf course, what's most important is our north and our south. And so at Oakmont especially, you're going to have to pay very close attention to your north and south. Getting the ball you know, in, in, in relationship to the hole, either just past the hole or just short of the hole, uh, to give yourself the best opportunity. Because one of the things that you, that you deal with, not just at Oakmont, but with a lot of golf courses that, that have greens that roll you know, 14 and a half, um, it, the, the greens will really put you on the defensive, even if you have a good birdie opportunity in terms of distance, you know, 10, 12 feet for birdie. If the ball's in the wrong place, you're going you're gonna to be, you're gonna putt defensively just because of the speed of the greens and, and the slope and the break and the putt. So it's going to really favor a guy that's going to bring the ball in high and soft and who has really good distance control that particular week. And obviously they're going to have a very good, they need to have a very good and Bob, who are who are some of the guys you're expecting to see uh, in and around the top of the leaderboard come uh, late afternoon on Father's Day? 
Well, I think that you're going to have to. You'd, you'd, you'd be a, you'd be foolish if you didn't have Jason Day in your in your in your selection. I think you, you're going to have to have Jordan Spieth there. I know Roy McIlroy came out last week, this past Monday, and played in the private party there. Uh, Roy really liked the golf course. Really said it fit his eye very well. Uh, one of the members that played with him said he just absolutely loved the golf course. So, um, you know, I think you're going to have to. You're going to have, you know your big three: your Jason Day, your Jordan Spieth. Your Roy McIlroy um, are going to are going to I think they're going to do very well there. I think you own to take a look. I think that Ricky Fowler is about ready to uh, break out of this little malaise that he's been in here missing the last couple of cuts. And then another uh, another guy who's playing well this week at uh, at, at FedEx St. Jude, Daniel Berger, was actually over at Oakmont in the same party on that Monday, so he got a little extra look at it, and uh, you know it is it, it it fits his eye as well. So. The neat thing about Oakmont is that it's not something where, at best page, where it requires brute strength off the tee and you've got to hit the ball, you know, 275 yards just to reach the fairway. Oakmont will actually, uh, it can accommodate a guy that, that drives the ball of average length. The 280-yard guy can have a real good opportunity there. You know, one of the one of the guys that uh, played very well there in 07 that could be a dark horse selection might be David Toms, my old LSU teammate. David uh, qualified down in Memphis. David finished fifth there in the U.S. Open in 2007, and David produces that left-to-right ball flight. Still gets it out there pretty good at about 280 yards, but one of the great putters that we've seen in the game here, you know, the last 15, 20 years. And so, if David gets hot, he could he could contend there. And Bob, uh, just a couple more before we let you go. First, you know, uh, give us an update. How are things going over at Pikewood National? Well, you know what? I'm no longer there. Um, I left there uh, March 31st. was my last day there, and uh, I hope I, I imagine they're doing well. It's a tremendous golf course, but I'm no longer there. And uh, right now, I'm focused uh, solely on playing, and uh, and that's what I'm doing. I've got uh, I've got this event this week, then I'm I'm going to go to Wisconsin, then I've got a huge section tournament in Pittsburgh. It's the the Frank B. Fuhr Invitational. It's a two hundred thousand dollar purse, forty thousand dollar to first place, and it's uh, four rounds over three days. And uh, I won it in 2008, and then uh, after I play in that, uh, then I'm 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 in the Dick Sporting Goods Open in early July. So my schedule here the next few weeks is really busy, and uh, looking to have a good good weekend here in Philadelphia, and I'm looking to uh, have a great great year here uh, starting right now. There you go. And remind our listeners, Bob, how they can follow you both uh, online, over social media, and on the radio as well. Yeah, the. Uh, the my Twitter hold is Bob Friend underscore golf, and uh, I don't do the radio anymore. But I, I do, uh, I will do occasional spots on Sirius XM, and obviously talk with you, Chris. So, uh, you know, it's uh, it's it's been a transition here the last couple of months, but it's been really good. It's given me the opportunity to work on my game, and uh, and get to where I need to be. Made a lot of swing changes in late April, so just kind of working through those right now. Uh, work with Jim Study. And uh, Doc and I made some major changes April 27th and 28th, and uh, it's been a it's been a little bit of a journey here the last month, but I'm really starting to see some results in terms of the solidness of contract, solidness of contact, and also the shape of my ball flight. So everything is good, everything's positive. Ah, that's fantastic stuff. Bob, thank you so much for taking time out of your morning to be a part of the show. Best of luck this weekend and going forward. I look forward to uh, this weekend watching you climb up the leaderboard. So uh, so happy to see you in this event and the things that are coming up for you. You know, we're uh, we're big fans of Bob Friend and uh, always in your corner, my friend. Well, Chris, thank you, and and I'd like to thank all the men and women that serve in the armed forces and. Uh, 
to protect our freedom and protect our liberty, and we cannot repay that debt. So thank you very much to all the men and women in the armed forces. Nah, I appreciate you saying that. Bob, all the best to you, to your father, and the rest of your family. Can't wait to uh, catch up with you again soon. Best of luck over at the U.S. Open as well and in the Dick Sporting Goods and everything else you've got going on. Hopefully we get the opportunity to catch up with you in the not-too-distant future. Thanks so much, Chris. God bless. All right. Take care, Bob. That was uh, Champions Tour player Bob Friend Jr. And my thanks to Bob for joining me this morning before his round at the uh, Senior Players Championship. Before I get to my next guest, Helge Meyer from Vice Golf, I want to give a shout out to our friends over at the World Golf Village located in historic St. Augustine, Florida, just south of Jacksonville. World Golf Village is uh, an ultimate golf vacation destination and a true paradise for fans of the game. The village, as it's often referred to by the locals, is the uh, home of the World Golf Hall of Fame, where the greatest players and contributors are honored, and and it includes 70,000 square feet of displays, trophies, and personal, personal memorabilia. The World Golf Village boasts two championship golf courses, including the King and the Bear Code, designed by Arnold Palmer and Jack Nicklaus, and the Sam Snead and Gene Sarazen masterpiece, The Slammer and the Squire. Golfers looking to tune up their game before their round can book a lesson at their uh, golf school at the uh, PGA Tour Golf Academy featuring the latest in learning technology and a world-class group of instructors. A luxurious day awaits you at the Renaissance Resort at the World Golf Village offering an array of amenities, including dining options, premier services. No matter the time of year or the length of your visit, folks, World Golf Village is sure to deliver an unmatched experience with family or friends, and you're going to make memories that are going to last you a lifetime. For more information you know, and to book your stay, go to worldgolfvillage.com or give them a call, 1-800-948-4653. All right, I'm going to play my interview for you with Helge Meyer on the other side of this station identification. You're listening to Next on the Tee with Chris Mascaro, heard around the world on the Armed Forces Radio Network. Now joining me on the French Lick Resort guest line is Helge Meyer. Helge is the head of marketing for Vice Golf, whose golf balls were on Golf Digest hot list back in 2015, and they're gaining more and more attention both within the industry and, and, and players alike, and I'm very excited to have Helge with me and Next on the Tee this morning. Okay, I, I would say good afternoon, but it's uh, it's no longer afternoon there in Germany. So good evening, and thank you uh, for taking time out to to be a part of the show today. Well, thanks, Chris. And hi. So, Helge, before we get into talking about Vice Golf and, and the wonderful golf balls that you guys are making, let's talk for a moment about the game of golf and the game of golf with respect to you. And, and uh, curious to get your thoughts. When did you first start playing the game, and who introduced you to it? Well, I started pretty early at the age of five. Um, pretty much my, my parents introduced me to the game since they were located in, in the UK at that time. Uh, and it was a bit more common to play golf in the UK than it was in Germany. But that kind of caught me right from the beginning, and I was pretty passionate about it and kind of successful too. So glad to combine my studies and my, my, my favorite hobby and my job now. And speaking of successfully, I, I read that you were runner-up at the German Championship. So, when was that? And, and please, you know, share what uh, share your memories from play, being a part of that tournament. Well, quite a long time ago. I think it's 13 years ago now. It was 2003, um, and it was pretty much my high time because I was pretty good for my age. And 
yeah, simply simply played a couple of good rounds um, at a really nasty course. And at the end, I was the runner-up runner champion. But ever since that, I, I never managed to get to, to become the German champion. But I think I did have a pretty good time on the golf course. And Helge, I also read that you know you've been involved throughout the, the course of your career with marketing for some other companies. You've done some consulting as well. So you know, curious, how did you end up getting involved with Vice Golf? Well, it was actually more by chance than, than it was a plan. Um, it was a friend of mine who um, did an internship at, at Vice Golf um, back in 2013, and he knew about my passion about golf, and he was a he was actually he was my roommate and we studied together and he told me about the opportunity of, of getting involved with Vice Golf and I started as an intern and I never left the company since then. So I'm curious to get you know sort of the background on Vice Golf with so many golf ball brands already out there on the market. Why did you guys take a look at look at that golf ball market and, and I guess you know essentially say to yourselves I think we can do better. Well, actually, back in 2011, there was no online for two founders, Ingo and Reiner. Um, both have a law background, so they weren't involved with golf at all. But they had quite an interesting project running with a golf ball company or with a manufacturer. And they, they learned about the, the process and the, the value chain of a golf ball and where all the margins and the markups come into play. And they were always passionate about um, starting their own company, and that was sort of the right opportunity to give it a try because they saw there were so many, so many markups in between for from the middleman until the golf ball reaches the the end customer. That they said they can do the same quality at least, and, and offer such products at, at half the price. And this is basically when they started doing the working with R and D departments here in Germany and trying to come up with a golf ball that can compete with the big names. And after many months and then almost a year of research, uh, we actually had our first um, product ready to market, and it it was well accepted by the market straight away. So, to that end, Helge, what what is it about Vice Golf Balls that makes them better? And you know, as you talk about so many markups in between, I guess you know the manufacturing of the golf balls and delivering them to consumers. I'm guessing that's you know in the traditional retail chains, but Talk about what makes Vice Golf Balls, you know, comparable or better, particularly when you're looking at, you know, some of the bigger boys, like, you know, the Titleist Pro V Series, which I think your golf balls match up with very nicely. Yeah, I hope so. Um, well, pretty much, uh, first of all, it's our business model. So we sell online only and uh, thereby save all the costs of, like, um, the middleman. Um, and we, we offer, so, so to say, volume discounts due to the lower handling and logistics costs. And therefore, we, we just offer the best price signing from, from 60 balls onwards for each model. And the reason why we chose to, to have this volume discount on the five dozen is because we, we believe that a golfer needs at least five dozen a year if he plays on a more or less regular basis. And as I said, we, we did a lot of um, R&D work um, so that the, the quality of the golf ball um, is, is certainly up to, to the level of the big names, and especially for the premium models that we produce. Um, we produce them with a, with a cast urethane um, lay, outer layer, which is not the common, common outer layer to use. It's, it's a pretty unique um, combination, and I think those makes our golf balls uh, very good. <laughs> 
And so your and golf ball, reg- like reg- you Regarding your second, sorry, just... Yeah, just no, go ahead. You, regarding your, your, your second question, basically, what makes us better is uh, I think we're a young, fresh company with a unique design. Um, we're always striving for, for, for highest quality, and I think we kind of treat our customers a bit differently uh, also because we have to, because we are in a direct contact with them because we sell online only. Uh, so we have the chance to, to get in a more personal contact with them, and I think this is what our customers value as well. So they do get an, an additional service if they, I don't know, if they just call us, they, they might end up with a CEO, and if they have some special wishes about, about their personalized golf balls, we just try to make them happen. And when you say unique design, what does that mean? Well, um, the background of, of one of the founders of Ingo uh, is from a company that was uh, that's K1X. Um, they are pretty well known in the U.S. for, for basketball shoes, and they always were. They also have that design issue. They were they were really looking for good designs, and so I think many of the many of the golf balls out there, yeah, kind of have. A, I don't want to say boring slogan, but I mean just the just the font and the way it's. Um, positioned out there in the market is is, is like how, how the golfers used to know it from from the decades ago and i think there was it was certainly the time for for a little change there and to risk something and to to come up with a new marketing marketing approach and i mean if you look at our slogan at the vice slogan and and also the yeah the sub slogan embrace your vice i mean it's it's a little different like you should combine the the sports of golf but also you should have a lot of fun on the round. And as you've mentioned, Helge, your golf balls are currently strictly available online at vicegolf.com. Are you guys you know, going to stick with that marketing strategy or is there some opportunity that you, you may do a little, bit of, a little bit something different, maybe consider distribution and retail outlets or, uh, or any other way to get the, the golf balls or is it strictly going to be held close there at vicegolf.com? Well, I mean, so far we, we plan to stay online only because this is one of our key advantages and the reasons why we can offer these prices. Uh, of course, there are a number of offers um, which may be interesting in the short term and now, but I think it would kind of take away one of our USPs in the long term. So uh, to answer your, questions, uh, your question, I think we will, or I'm, I'm very sure, we will stick with the online strategy um, for the short and medium term for sure. And you guys have had some, you know, uh, you know, a lot of recognition now getting into, you know, from places like Golf Digest, and and I, you know, I also read, and it had to be mean a lot to you to have the, you know, the German Golf Association make Vice Golf their their official golf ball, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it helped us a lot in gaining visibility and, and awareness on the German market, um, especially because there were a number of other brands who who wanted to be in that position too, but. I think the the German Golf Association decided to to take us on board because they they were also looking for a young and fresh and kind of new approach and I think we are having a fantastic partnership and also I mean what is a real privilege for us is to to have our golf balls played by by the top amateurs of Germany and to get their constant feedback also gives us a feeling of where we are and if don't like it what is it what they in particular don't like. Okay, it's, it's like I mentioned, about, it's, it's, sorry. No, please complete your thought. 
No, it's, no. I just wanted to add, it's, it's not only the the independent golf test uh, results which are great, and um, like like as you said, Golf Digest, uh, who mentioned us in, in last year's hot list and this year's hot list as well. Um, but it's also the the direct feedback from from some great players. And, and to the point about the the Golf Digest hot list, I I love what you guys have on your website about that. It says you can't imagine how this makes us feel. Like we want to run out into the beer garden and get plastered. Wait, we did that last week when we found out we'd won. Anyhow, we are thrilled and humbled, and we want to brag about it to anyone who will listen. And here we are. We're yeah. we're listening. That's that was absolutely. Not only was it fantastic that you got on <laughs> got on the hot list, but it's fantastic what you guys put there as well. I mean, simply said, it's the truth. I mean, I mean, we were like last year. We were the only new brand to the hot list. Uh, to, to join the hotlist and then being awarded with the with the gold medal uh, straight away was, was was a fantastic thing, and of course helped us to to get a foot into the American market. And Helge, you guys have a production facility here in the U.S. up in Buffalo, New York. How are things going up there? Well, it's not specifically a production facility. It's um, it's a distribution center. Um, it's, it's actually not that big. It's, um, we do the, the non-customized orders are shipped out from there usually. Um, however, m- we have a large number of, of orders which are uh, customized golf balls. So either it's, it's, it's a logo on the ball or a picture or just just a text. And all of them are actually customized here in Munich, but we still manage to, to ship them over to the U.S. within three to five days. So you've talked about, you know, having the online strategy and that's how you're going to compete, you know, from a price perspective and you guys are doing a great job with that. How do you how do you intend to compete long term from a marketing perspective with some of the, you know, some of the bigger brands, the Titleist, Callaway's, TaylorMade, Strixons, you know, all those other well-established brands? How do how are you going to, you know, be able to market and get the attention that you guys, you know, deserve for the quality of the golf ball that you have? How can you compete with those guys? Well, I think most importantly in the business of golf is um, that the golfer himself um, trusts our golf ball, and just by the word of mouth um, marketing is is one of the major things that we we rely on and what we are dependent on. But I mean, we know that like, like the other brands do an excellent job as well, and they've done great work in the past, and are important for us to see where we stand currently. Um, and, and we, we, we see them as competitors, of course, because they also they are also in the golf ball business. Um, but as I said, they also help us see where we stand. And I think like the whole package that we offer, I mean, it's not only price, it's also quality, design, customer service, uh, is, is the thing that will help us um, grow further and establish ourselves further in the market. So I think it's not a specific marketing strategy that will help us um, to, to be better than uh, the others. I think it's just being consistent and um, to, 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 gain, to, to gain trust among the, among the golfers out there. Helge, have you guys talked to some of the you know, more prominent German players, the Bernhard Longers, Martin Keimers, Alex Krychek, you know, those guys about playing your golf balls? Mm-hmm. Um, not, not really. I know, um, I mean, we, we, we know them, but Actually, we prefer not to put a whole lot of money in, into sponsoring the big names because, I mean, you, you never know how they perform and what if they 
just don't perform really well. They don't get the TV exposure, whatever the reason may be. I mm-hmm. think it's nicer, especially for us as a young brand, to, to focus on the young up-and-coming players who we support with, with our products that we don't have to put in like tens of thousands of euros. And instead, uh, we just pass those savings on to the customer with the price that we offer. So are there more hurdles that you guys have to overcome to get uh, Vice Golf to the next level? <laughs> um, well, I mean, there are always hurdles, you know. But <laughs> so far, we've we've always found solutions to these hurdles, and I'm, I'm quite certain that we'll continue to, to overcome them. But, of course, it's not easy to, to, to enter such such a golf, like, like a market like the golf war market, because the whole industry is well-established and Everybody, when we started the company, everybody was like, hey, the golf ball market is so saturated. Why, what, what the hell are you doing? Um, but I don't see any, any hurdles or challenges that would be different from, uh, from, from a regular business in, in another industry in their um, growth story. I mean, it's, there are hurdles everywhere, but I think the most important thing is to stay positive and to, to enjoy what you're doing and, and to, to see what's coming. And we've talked you know, at a high level about, about the golf balls, but you know, please walk us through. You've got a number of different models of golf balls that you guys offer. Talk, talk, uh, you know, about the different, you know, the different sub brands, if you will, and the levels of player that those golf balls are designed to help. Yeah, well, let me start off with uh, with the basic model, which is our Vice Drive, which is a two-piece construction golf ball. Um, uh, is especially used by, by players with a rather low swing speed because it still gives you quite a big distance. Um, and it, it, it's a great golf ball for everybody who says, I don't want to spend a whole lot of money and I don't care if it's a premium golf ball or not. Um, it, 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 it's, a, it's a great golf ball for, for beginners, but also for, um, as I said, for, for golfers who, 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 don't, who don't need the, the pro visa of, of the golf ball market. Mm-hmm. Then we have the the Vice Tour, which is a three-piece uh, Serlin Dupont uh, ball, which is which is especially featured by exceptional distance off the tee. Uh, it it won a couple of uh, contests by independent golfing um, magazines um, due to its distance. And um, I mean, it just offers a nice feel around the green. If you compare it to to the established brands, I would say it's probably somewhere near the the Titleist NXC Tour. And finally, we um, we have the premium models that we offer, which are which are the Vice Pro and the Pro Plus. Uh, the Vice Pro is a three-piece cast European golf ball, uh, which offers exceptional distance off the tee. Once again, our golf balls are pretty much all featured by really uh, great distance off the tee. But what makes the the Vice Pro really spectacular is the cast European European cover that I talked about before. Uh, which just gives you a really, really great feeling on the green. And you, you have the feeling that you can really control the ball and you can control the spin. And comparing the Vice Pro Plus to the Vice Pro, it's just an additional layer. That's why we call it Pro Plus. So it's a four-piece um, cast European golf ball. And the only difference, in, in my opinion, is basically the feel around the green. So it, it feels a bit firmer. And if you again want to compare it to the to the titles of of the golf ball industry, it's it's similar like comparing Pro V1 and Pro V1 X. Right. Um, 
So finally, we, we also offer the Vice Pro version uh, in different colors. So for, for the colorful guys out there, um, we also have them in infra pink, which is especially designed for the ladies, but we also have a number of guys playing this ball. And we have the neon lime ball, which, um, which is actually a color that we developed ourselves, which is better visible than yellow balls, um, especially when it gets darker outside. And um, yeah, it's, it's just better visible. So Helge, kind of looking out into the future at some point, are you guys going to do more than golf balls? Are you looking into potentially, you know, the equipment, uh, equipment lines, golf clubs, branded apparel? I know you've had some hats, but are there other things you guys are considering uh, in the not too distant future? Well, we, um, we launched our Vice Pure Glove last year, which is again, a really a premium uh, golf glove, again, with the same strategy and procedure, what we try to do always, um, highest, highest quality um, at half the price. But besides that, let's see. I mean, we, we launched our, um, our um, new um, towels last week and also an umbrella. Um, so we'll see how people re- react to that. And but I'm sure there will be some new things this year coming as well. So that's, you know, that's the, I guess the, the question is, you know, what's on tap now for the remainder of 2016 for you guys? Well, I mean, I don't like to talk about things which are not released yet, but um, I can promise you there are a couple of things coming up. Um, I mean, of course, we will stick, or at least for now, we will stick in the in the golfing industry. We will just expand our product line a little. Um, so there will be some more uh, accessories. And in particular, uh, maybe to give you an outlook into the near future, uh, there will be a limited edition cap coming out next week for the U.S. Open. Oh, very nice. All right. Yeah. Helge, how, uh, let our listeners again know, how can they follow you guys, both uh, online and over social media as well? Well, certainly social media on our Facebook account, Vice Golf. Um, but we're also on Twitter, on Instagram. And, I mean, the easiest way to follow us is to uh, sign up for our newsletter. Um, where you just go on our website on vicegolf.com. You just scroll down to the bottom, sign up, and you'll be informed about all promotions, all new product releases, and so on. Uh, That's fantastic. Helge, thank you so much for taking time out of your evening to be a part of the show. We're excited to be working with you guys and, and, and hopefully doing some more things together. I hope you'll come back again as you guys are looking to, you know, release some of the things, the new product launches, that sort of thing. And give us an update on all the great things that uh, you guys over at Vice Golf are doing. We're very excited to see what the future holds for you. We will for sure. All right, Helge. Um, all the best to you for- and your family and everyone at Vice Golf. And uh, and uh, you know, thanks thanks again for taking time to be a part of the show. It's been fantastic getting the opportunity to talk but, with you. Thanks for having me, and best regards from from the Vice team from Germany. <laughs> Thank you, Helge. Take care. We'll catch up Bye again then. real soon. Yeah, take care. Bye-bye. That was my conversation with Helge Meyer, again, head of marketing for Vice Golf. All right, folks, it is uh, about time for me to put a bow on this episode of Next on the T. Before we close up shop, I want to continue to remind you about our friends and our partner, uh, you know, PGA Tour Pro Jim Estes, and the great folks over at the Salute Military Golf Association 
Let's hear a word from Jim about the great things that they're doing. The Salute Military Golf Association was created to provide rehabilitative golf experiences to the brave men and women who have been wounded while serving our country. Hi, I'm Jim Estes, PGA Golf Pro and co-founder of the Salute Military Golf Association. With my adaptive golf program, we've successfully helped thousands of soldiers in their recovery, both mentally and physically. The SMGA has been providing family-inclusive golf experiences across the country since 2007. To date, the SMGA has equipped more than 1,000 warriors with properly fitted golf clubs and has extended its clinic series to more than eight chapter and affiliate locations across the U.S. If you are a wounded veteran interested in participating or if you'd like to learn more about the Salute Military Golf Association and find a chapter closest to you, visit our website at smga.org. We've seen firsthand how impactful golf can be in aiding one's recovery. The Salute Military Golf Association, empowering wounded veterans one fairway at a time. Visit smga.org. That's smga.org. Yeah, they continue to do amazing things there at the Salute Military Golf Association. To find out more information and to see how you can get involved, please check out their website at smga.org. All right, everyone, my sincere thanks again to Bob Friend Jr. and Helge Meyer for making today's show so much fun for me to put together and be a part of. I hope you enjoyed it as well. I also hope you'll continue to check out our sister show, the you know Thursday Night Tailgate. You can find it with me and my co-host Bob Lazare and our announcer Joe Lajanusha, airing live every Thursday night from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time on Blog Talk Radio on on the Armed Forces Radio Network as well. That show, like this one, also available on iHeartRadio, Spreaker, TuneIn, Stitcher, Player.fm, and SoundCloud. We enjoy, you know, on the uh, on the Thursday night tailgate side, on our football side, every week we are joined by legends and uh, pros from around the NFL and the CFL as well. We typically have five to six guests joining us every single week on that side. Please also check out both shows on Facebook and give us a like. That's so very important to us as well. You can find us online, this show, nextonthetea.net and thursdaynighttailgate.com. From there, you can stream or download any of our archive episodes for free, folks. Plus, stay up to date with uh, who some of our future guests are going to be. I can't thank you again, or thank you enough, and I thank you again for choosing to listen to this show today. We appreciate you so very much. Until next week, hit them straight, my friends. You've been listening to Next on the Tee with Christmas Carol. Where PGA and LPGA legends, pros and top instructors... And media members go to tell their stories Join us the same time every Saturday To hear more stories about the game we love From the people who love sharing those stories with you It's all about the great game of golf It's all about the great game of golf